Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. This is your view podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Max, what have you. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How have you two been this last week? Well, um, outside of my washer deciding to go crazy and break a hose and spilling an inch of water on my kitchen floor, I've been good. How about you, Maya? Sounds like a fucking mess. It was. Uh, yeah, I remember reading your post about that. Uh, sounded like you had a bit of an event. Oh, um, it, it was definitely an event for the five minutes that it was taking place. It was insane. Um, as for me, I've been I've been good. Uh, I actually went for my first session of laser hair removal. Uh, on my face and neck last Thursday. Uh, that was really cool. Really quick, totally painless. Uh, seven more sessions to go. About once every four to six weeks, I go back in three weeks um, because the, fir- the first and second sessions are closest together. So it just depends on how much growth occurs in between. Uh, so right now, it's probably going to be every four weeks. But... It only took like 15 minutes. Really quick. And it's wow. cool. Uh, it's, it's cool. Uh, they put this gel on you. And they just have this little laser tool that just goes right across your skin. And you feel these. Like, it felt like there were pop rocks on my face. It's like little. little just little zaps. And you can smell it burning the hair. Because um, it burns it at the at the roots and kills it at the follicles so it won't grow back yeah which is awesome looking forward to when i don't have to shave anymore there's a, there's a part of me that wants to uh have laser hair removal because i can't grow a full beard to begin with uh and uh so i have to shave all the time anyway otherwise then i look like a fucking neck beard and that's not okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that DNA, mom. Um, but uh, speaking good of neck beards, how have you been doing, Greg? Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's 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 been it's been a little trying over here. You know, it, it, there's a. I, I'm sure that. You both know what I'm talking about, but uh, we mm-hmm. got some news yesterday regarding the family tragedy from last week that is making things not easier around here. So it's uh, it's a lot of me just making sure my mom was okay, basically. Yeah. And then, of course, the fires have not let up. Like the one that was covering uh, where I live is mostly dissipated. Like I, I can see blue sky out my window. Um, uh, and that was the Dixie fire. If you look at the Dixie fire, I think it's at like 40% containment now. But the one that's like just 
busting my my friend's ass right now is the Caldor fire. Um, that one crossed a freeway last week, so that Jesus. was cool. Yeah, it's yeah because I, I I played I I was playing some Fall Guys with them on Monday night. I think it was Monday or Sunday night. It's fucking Saturday night. I don't fucking remember. Um, but I asked him. I go because I saw a quick headline since I've been driving doing DoorDash. So I'm not on my phone all the time anymore. But for the brief moments that I'm inside a restaurant where I can look at my phone, I saw that one was at 30% containment. And so I asked him, I was like, so what containment is the Caldor fire at? And he goes, zero. It's at 0% containment. I was like, oh, shit. Um, and so I said, I thought I saw one that was at 30%. He's like, yeah, that's the Dixie one. I was like, Jesus Christ. And the only way that the Caldor fire is really going to be at any kind of containment that's going to be suitable uh, for his his uh, relatives to move back into their homes because he's still houseful right now. Um, it has to be at like sixty percent containment or some shit like that, and it's mm-hmm. getting way too close to where they live. And it's just it's I feel bad for him. He did send me a pretty funny um, text yesterday. I actually sent you two the pictures of the of the smoke in his town. Yeah. And he goes, he says to me, he goes, remind me to not get into a car with Thomas Jane right now. Uh, that's a reference the fog. to the, the mist. Oh, the mist. Uh, the mist, the fog. I mean, there's, they're easy to get those two confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've never seen either one of them, it's easy to get those two confused. Fair, fair. Have either of you seen the mist? No, mm-hmm. I have not. You've talked about it before. Read the book. Fucking yeah, the book doesn't have as hard, dark of an ending as the fucking oh, no. movie. Oh, the no, no, no. The movie has a gnarly ending, which is what Andy's referencing. Uh, I mean, it was kind of implied in the book, but yeah, once it came out, it was like, ah, uh, yeah. Isn't that, that book like like one hundred fifty pages? Like it's super short or some shit. Yeah, it's a novella, really. Okay. But uh, you know, it did follow the story very well. But then we got to the end, and it's like, well, we're going to show you what we all believed happened after all <laughs> yeah. this. And, you know, I was like, that's that's the thing we about didn't Frank, have to go there. Yeah, Frank Darapont's The Mist uh, is is not subtle in any way, shape, or form at all. There's no there's no subtlety. You know everything that happens. Um, oh, like a Zack Snyder film. Not as not as bad. Like oh, okay. it's still it's still Frank Darabont's like directing and Darabont? and like a Darabont thought sorry, um, <laughs> I was like, do you say Darabont? I yes, because because of the fucking, I I don't know. It's easier for my brain to say Darabont, and I know that's not right every time it comes out of my mouth. But I just I just roll with it. I'm like fuck it, um, Darabont, uh. And it's not even hard to pronounce. Like my brain. Anyway, fucking whatever. I have a dumb brain. Uh, the uh, the thing about him is he makes fucking stellar movies because he can get his actors to do exactly what they need to do. However, also with his movies, there is no such thing as subtlety. Like take the Green Mile for example. You see fucking everything. Where if I'm not mistaken, Stephen King's book has subtlety. So. Well, it was a short story. Um, the Green Mile was. 
Was it? Was it a novella? I thought it was a. It was. It was. It was a short story in a series of short stories in one of the books. I don't remember which book it was in. Was Shawshank Redemption a novella, or was that a full book? It was. No, it was a short story as well. Rita her Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Um, what book was that one in? Make me look things up this early. This early here it is. All I'm, all I'm getting at is I I love the mist because a it's it's not scary quote unquote but I love the fucking creature creation very uh uh eldritch ish um, okay it was in th- that was in different seasons oh yeah hope springs eternal but it's also been published as a standalone novella so. Yeah, I mean, Shawshank is Shawshank Redemption is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, I was just I was just bringing up other Frank uh, Darabont movies. Yeah, off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen The Mist, go check it out. It's 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 I fucking love that movie so much. But uh, the ending is rough, and so that's the joke that Andy was making. So if you have, if you haven't seen the movie, the joke ain't gonna make no sense. But uh, um, I, I immediately text him. I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. And he just goes, I'm glad you got my joke. I'm like, how would I not? It's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and I, w- I was wrong. The Green Mile was a standalone book. So I thought I heard that it was. but It's I, called I, The Green I, Mile, The Two Dead Girls. That has a subtitle to it? Yeah. But, I wonder how yeah. many... Wonder how many uh, movies Frank Darabont has done of Stephen King stories? Well, because um, <clears throat> it seems like three. Shawshank, the, the Green Mile, uh, the, the Mist. Mist. Don't know. Is it just three? I feel like there's a fourth, but I could be totally fucking wrong. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 what I was gonna talk about. The fires was it's just it's 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 bad, and then you got like the fucking flooding in Tennessee and the North hurricanes Carolina. off the coast. Yeah, it was in North Carolina. No, it was Tennessee and North Carolina. Oh, that's what I meant. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then the hurricanes were a fucking problem. It's just dude, but global warming doesn't exist. Fucking assholes. Anyway, um. Today, guys, uh, on, a, on a happier note, we're going to be talking about uh, the anime, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and uh, episode three of What If, uh, which the actual title is What If the Earth Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, but I'm going to call it Nick Fury's No Good, Very Bad Week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. One way to put it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Nick Fury's No Good, Very Bad Week. And that might be an episode title candidate right there. <laughs> uh, but first, yeah, we're going to talk about what if, um, as it is currently our uh, weekly discussion. So, but yeah, uh, this episode, like I said, it was titled um, "What If the Earth Lost Its Mightiest Heroes," and I guess the the the, the synopsis to it is: some unknown uh, assassin is taking out each of the Avengers before they even become Avengers. Um. It actually starts off with uh, the, the the assailant taking out Tony Stark, 
Um, this one was uh, probably closer to the idea of a what if comic than the other two were. Like they were, I but agree. I agree that it was dark in the what if comics. You saw a lot of death, and as a result of these uh, deaths that shouldn't have occurred. You saw a lot of the fallout from that. This was more in line with more traditional what if comics to me. Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, and that's the thing, also, like it has to be said what if comics kind of went all over the place? Like, there was one I've talked about it before where um, it was meant to be silly, it was meant to be a silly what if, and uh, it started off with the Witcher, the Witcher, sorry, the Watcher, uh, dressed up like Boy George. Yeah, I don't remember the story to that though, but I remember that specifically. I'm actually gonna look that up. The uh, Watcher dressed as Boy George. Uh, that's that's not that doesn't help me at all. Google, I didn't have <laughs> images of Boy George from Marvel. All right. Well, while you're looking that up. Um, his name is Boy Watcher. That makes sense. That's not good. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Oh, here's a picture of it. I'll share my screen. I'll share my screen so you can see. Oh, shit. there you go. <laughs> I didn't hey, know it, it was the 80s. Oh, shit. It was that's the 80s. Funny. It was the 80s. Oh, God. That's so funny. It was what if, uh, what if Iron Man, demon in the demon in an armor? Maybe it was a darker story than I thought. Anyway, Jesus Christ. Uh, I got way off topic there because the fucking boy watcher. <laughs> Somebody's watching me. Actually, oh, that was that. that was published in December of 2010. So, <coughs> oh my god, comic books are weird, y'all. Uh, they can be, <laughs> and that's what's awesome. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, because that's that's what I was trying to get at with like telling people about what what I loved about the comics of What If was they, it just gave the fucking uh, whoever wrote it like carte blanche or whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Oh yeah, and kind of what this show feels like it's doing to an extent. At least this episode made it feel like that. The the, the Twitter's response was really funny because they already have a hard time with characters getting killed off, and. Uh, to me, I always feel like that can make a story better. Oh, absolutely. I have especially if it's something somebody that they're really attached to. What were you gonna say, Betty? I have one gripe, and that is the fact that the Black Widow does not look a damn thing like Scarlett Johansson. You're not wrong. Um the actor's yeah. better. <laughs> Was it a different actress? Yeah. Uh, she was voiced by Lake Bell. Okay. 
Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to send y'all something. Um, yeah, now now what I'm doing at the end of these episodes is pausing it on the cast list. Yeah. Going, okay. <laughs> Since I fucking was like, that's not fucking Chris Evans? What? I, I honestly wasn't expecting to see, uh, spoiler alert to the end of the episode, but I was not expecting to see... Um, Michael Douglas? Yeah, Michael Douglas' name up there. I was like, what the fuck? He, and he agreed to this? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I sent you a picture that has um, their drawing, Scarlett Johansson in real life, and then a quick 10-minute sketch I did this morning of my version of Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. So, I mean, I was like, I, I was looking at it, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. And Jeff's like, why? I was like, because it doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson. He's like, yeah, it's not that bad. I'm like, no, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. You know, Where'd you and, send it? Uh, uh, wrong one. Hold on. I'll forward it. <laughs> Too many people messaging me, man. Somebody just get this picture. Pardon me, Benny? What's this? <laughs> Um, that's the other thing, uh, like I kind of was hoping that what if would have been more in lieu of what the comics were, where it's like, uh, each story is written by a written and, anim and, and drawn by a different person. Um, you never see, you rarely, I should say never, you rarely see a what if story done by the same person over and over. So, uh, like for example, the the um, the Civil War comic book it was was uh, uh, illustrated by like a, one group of people. So the whole thing has a very specific art style through the whole story. But then the two what if stories that attach to that Civil War comic book have completely different artists. Yeah, completely different artists. So it has a as a whole different art style and everything. And I was kind of hoping what if would do the same thing with each episode, but I know that I get that they're not. Yeah. I was hoping that they would do that too, but it's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I get why they're doing it. Cause I know they're going to tie it into the MCU in a bigger way. Um, <clears throat> like, I don't know if I told you guys about the, uh, um, the commercial I accidentally saw and I used quotation face on commercial because it was like 10 seconds at best. But it felt like a little bit of a spoiler to the end of the whole What If series. Oh, Greg, it's on the um, group chat now. Okay. Looking at this picture. It's good. It's very good. I I, don't... Again, that's a 10-minute sketch that after we got done watching it and I got my nails done and shit, I was like, all right, I'm just going to sketch this out and see what happens. And... Yeah, the one that they drew, I'm sorry, her cheekbones, everything is just wrong. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Well, I don't I don't think it was intended to be based on her likeness, more as just uh, the well, generalization you know, it's like I've of the seen character. some of the pictures of her in the what if, what if series and she looks like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, really? Yeah. I I've, I've I've not seen I've kind of purposely stayed away from things like that yeah well when i was looking to see if there were any other illustrations of her that you know i could do for comparison because i've got another one that i've done as well but 
you know, it's, it's her, it's not her as the black widow. So, you know, I just like, fuck it. I'm just going to sketch one up real quick and we'll see, you know? Yeah. I'm, it just, it bothered me, but you know, that's just a little tiny thing in the whole thing. I think, you know, cause like, <clears throat> I totally get you. Cause like it, it, everybody else looks like their live action counterpart. Yeah. That's the intention. So to have her look not, not drastically all. different, but like different enough to where you're like, if you didn't know Scarlett Johansson played her, you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, uh, that's why, again, I wish, I wish it was just done by different artists that had a little bit more stylistic uh, 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 direction with it. Yeah. <clears throat> because then I don't think it would feel as weird. But because she's right next to fucking Sam Jackson and uh, fucking Clark Gregg, you're like, mm, they look like Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg, but she doesn't. She doesn't look exactly. like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I totally get you. <clears throat> um, Although the Thor didn't seem to be patterned after Chris Hemsworth either. I, I was going to say Thor didn't look like, like Tom Hiddleston, or Loki looked like Tom Hiddleston, but Thor looked like, I would argue, Thor from the comics. Yeah, he was more Thor from the comics than Chris Hemsworth. And it makes me wonder if, even though the guy did resemble Tony Stark, he didn't look so much like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, and uh, the actor the actor doing his best fucking Robert Downey Jr. did not land for me. I was like, I get what you're going there for, and you're not acting poorly, but you sound like if um, Robert Downey Jr. had a cold. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's because they don't have the entire cast to work with that they're not doing their loss their likenesses like they are with the ones that are doing their voice acting maybe it could be a, it's probably a likeness rights issue maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah uh well what do you guys think is what is next week i have no I idea uh i don't know uh i'll pull up that that image that i <clears throat> that i saved on my phone of each episode <clears throat> but like this episode's title was uh, Loki on Earth. That told me nothing of what was going to happen. Uh, let's see. Here it is. So next week, next week is supposed to be the story of uh, Dark Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange Supreme. <clears throat> but again, I don't know what the question of the, the what if question that's going to be or the plot. Have you guys seen the new trailer for the new um, Spider-Man movie coming out? Yes. Oh, about 20 fucking times. Yeah. I want to actually watch this one. <laughs> oh, have you seen the other two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies? No. <gasps> okay. Really before, before watch. I will watch that. them before I watch that one, though. Okay? Let me, let me say this. Promise. Let me say this. Have you seen any of the other Spider-Man movies? Yes. Okay. I might have actually seen one of the Tom Holland ones. I went with uh, Deke to the movies because he wanted to go, but he didn't want to go alone. So I was like, I'll go with you. I don't remember it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, the I reason a, I was asking—I took a little happy pills and just slurped my slushy, and I was good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, what I'm really, really hoping for, uh, Far From Home, is uh, sorry, No Way Home. My bad. What I'm really hoping for, No Way Home, is is it's not just like Sony's Spider-Man. Like, I really hope they have, like, full free run with um, multiple Spider-Men. Like, I want to see some wild fucking alternate reality Spider-Man in this. 
it's gonna get crazy. I couldn't believe when I saw Doctor Strange, and I was like, "Oh, motherfucker, what are you gonna do?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> As I, you know, what what I think what what upsets me is that, and this is gonna sound weird, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent. I was a nerd and teased and bullied for liking this stuff, this exact stuff that everyone's just fucking going ape shit and excited about. I was I was not the cool kid because I liked this stuff. And, and I, now all the quote unquote cool kids like it. It's not that the cool kids like it. I'm happy for that because that means that, you know, more people that like it, the better it is. What upsets me is that people haven't taken the con the idea that like uh how do I how do I say this? People haven't thought for one second, like, hey, this was the stuff that you really enjoyed. This is yeah. the stuff that we bullied you for. Like, I want to know more about the that stuff. Like, what did you like? What did you read and what did you experience that like made you a fan before these movies? Nobody does that. It fucking irritates me. Or like, oh, what really fucking just gets my panties in a wad is uh when uh Swamp the animated ass. movie, uh what's that? Swamp ass. Is that getting away? Uh, yes, but that's besides the point. Um uh, when Into the Spider Verse came out, mm -hmm. and I ha and I heard I heard people going, "Nah, it's it does you know it's it's animated. I'm not gonna go watch it," or, "Oh, it doesn't tie into the bigger you know multiverse or the bigger MCU stuff. I don't know. I don't care." That pissed me the fuck off because now they're excited about this multiverse shit. What the fuck? How does that work? I just oh, that that's what irritates me. It's like no, suddenly I get that. I get like, that. Like I'm happy that people are fans cuz like I said, when I was in high school, I never understood the guys that were just like, "Oh, it's popular. I'm not going to lie." No, fuck that. Bugs Bunny is my favorite fucking Looney Tunes character. I don't care. Um Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. I don't care. Like I don't care how popular he is. My favorite is my favorite and uh I just you wish you don't hate on one just because it's popular. Yeah. Uh, like there's a segment of people out there that do tend to hate on anything that is popular just because it's popular yeah. or it seems to come across that way. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it just, it's just like, you know, you go, you go to Twitter and, and you see like people, you know, gushing over, uh, Tom Hiddleston, or it's not about Loki in the Loki series and it being all weird and time travel-y and all this kind of just like, yeah, like I, this is the stuff that this is the stuff that I enjoyed when I was younger. This is the stuff that got me bullied. This is the stuff that um, I tried to introduce people to and I was told that I, I, that it was lame and that it wasn't cool. And I'm just like, it fucking sucks that, it's cool that it's popular, but it fucking sucks that I like had to endure that to get to this point in my life, you know. So it's, so it's just no, a lot. I, I I get that, and I see that now too. Like I see kids really into th certain things, and it's not popular yet, so they get bullied or they get teased or they talk about it on you know the the internet about getting bullied or teased because of it. And I'm just like, yeah, people fucking suck. And it's like it just needs to be popular for that person to not be ridiculed for enjoying it. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that with with reading Betty, but like being into Stephen King or 
the novels that you're into, but it just like I'm really, really happy that people are enjoying what if. It also feels like people didn't trust me because you know it wasn't popular, so I don't know. Well, My, for me personally with books, I didn't really give a flying fig what anybody thought about I what about I was reading. I enjoyed what I like reading and that's it. And I read all kinds of books. I don't just stick with fantasy or sci-fi. I like, you know, history books, biographies, you know, uh, books on genetics and anthropology, you know. So, yeah, I don't give a shit what people think about my books. I mean, to be fair, I don't really care what people thought about what I read because I still did. Um, I just hate that I was... I hate that I was bullied, really bullied for shit that's popular now. Like that's, yeah. That's, I don't know. Like I said, my, my rant's almost over. I just, I just, it's it's the same thing I have against. Uh, see, I I've never watched a Sharknado, and I never will. Yeah, I haven't either. Same. Not, not because like you, if you know me, I love fucking B movies. I love movies that are just a little, uh, um just a little off like i fucking love that shit like if you've ever seen the room or uh star wars christmas special like this shit is fucking hilarious to me mm -hmm. and i'm sure that i might have at one point enjoyed sharknado but unfortunately again i was really upset that like sharknado became popular and people were just like have you seen it it's hilarious because it's poorly acted i'm like motherfucker i told you about these movies and then you come at me with this shit because now you've discovered it? Fuck off. Ugh. Again, I recommend the movie Noah because ooh, I know they were trying to be serious, but ooh, they missed the mark. <laughs> I still, the one that I always recommend is uh, Troll 2. That one's hilarious. Yeah. Um, like one of my favorite movies is The Life of Brian. Oh, I love Life of Brian. I love Monty Python and the Life of Brian. Yeah, I mean, Monty Python is just genius. Life of Brian was just, I watched that at a formidable time in my years, and I was like, oh my God, this actually makes sense in a very comedic way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Life of Brian, uh, not Life of Brian, but Monty Python in general, my favorite Monty Python movie is uh, uh, Meaning of Life. And uh, that's a good one. Um, I still sing. There's two songs from that I still. No, well, let me rephrase that. There's there's one song I sing from Meaning of Life. Pretty fucking often. Every sperm is sacred. Yes, because it's hilarious. <laughs> but the other one that I love from that is the uh, the one that he's singing to the old lady who's about to die about the universe. Oh yeah, I love that song. Uh, but the one that I, I probably quote more often is the one from Life of Brian. Always uh, look on the bright side of life. But um, uh, there was a point that I was going to make about about Monty Python, and it's just gone now. Jesus Christ! We should probably get on to review. Yeah, because you're yeah, because we are scattered like fucking eggs, man. Scrambling. Yeah, the reason. The yeah, the, the 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 tangent that I was just on is it's just like I fucking love this what if stuff, and I'm glad that people are enjoying it, and I'm glad that it's 
getting the 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 eyeballs that it needs but i i get really fucking irritated when i see people going like this what if idea is fucking great like i wish they had done this earlier or you know they just have no fucking clue that it's based off an entire comic line i'm like a comic line that's been around since the late 70s yeah it just irritates me so that's that that's where my tangent is it just bothers me it's like it's like the fucking transformers movie comes out and everyone's like that's a great idea robots that turn into cars who came up with this i'm just like japan (laughs) (laughs) pacific rim's awesome is there any more giant robots and giant monsters fuck me (laughs) japan (laughs) lots of japan on that Anyway, back to what if. Um, this episode was great. I fucking loved it. I didn't think there was that much bad acting in this one as there has been the other two. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'd um, say Mark Ruffalo's a little stiff, but that's okay. I, I I really enjoyed this one. I think this one's been my favorite so far out of the three. I, I honestly saw that coming. It's not mine. Mine's still last week, but I, I just like the darker aspect to it, like the Fair. grim, the grim, fucking, oh shit, you know. I could have done without the. Oh, he smells like lavender, even though he's a rotting cadaver. Yeah, I was gonna but, say that the other the other subtitle besides Nick Fury's uh, "No Good, Very Bad Week" would also have been uh, Coulson's coming out party. Um, I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I heart. Hashtag Steve, 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 I heart Steve 7408. And I was like, God damn. It's so funny. I loved it. Uh, it's so good. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that the darker aspect definitely can work with what if, clearly. Um, but uh But yeah, I think, you know, I just, it, it, we've talked about this, Maya, uh, quite a bit. Uh, I think comedy is just one of my favorite things when it comes to these superhero stories. So, And I prefer the more grittier aspects. Right. Uh, at, at times, not always. Uh, but this one really landed for me. So I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so definitely I, fun. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I I wish it could have been a little more graphic, but I guess they have to meet that PG thirteen rating. Uh, yeah, definitely. So they couldn't so, show the Hulk exploding from his heart, you know, heart attack and continuous hulking out. That's uh, the that's the thing that like throws me the fuck off when it comes to MCU Hulk. Is it he, MCU Hulk is not comic book Hulk by any stretch of the imagination. Um. MCU Hulk is much weaker, and they've shown that a number of times. Uh, in um, I think it's Civil War. I don't remember which movie, but it's the one where the Hulkbuster was introduced because Hulkbuster and Hulk fight in that city. Yeah, is it Civil War? I think it was. Okay, but yeah, when when the Hulkbuster like just bashes his head in to knock him out, that's not combo Hulk at all. That would have never happened in comics. And and uh, it doesn't bother me to that extent, but it's something that always pops into my head because I'm like, I'm like, oh, that wouldn't have happened in the comics. Like you can't just knock Hulk out that way. Because the first time that Tony used the Hulkbuster outfit 
on our suit on on the Hulk, like <laughs> fucking ripped it apart. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, so to see you know Hank Pym fucking fire something into the into the Hulk's heart to make him explode like that. I don't think would have happened in the comics. I don't think it would have worked that way. But well, there was a. Remember the crossover comics uh, that DC and Marvel did in 94, 95? Um, like, they had Superman fight the Hulk. And they just kept going at each other and going at each other. And the Hulk just kept getting madder and madder and raging. And the, the Superman won because the Hulk simply just kept going. And his heart couldn't take it anymore. His heart exploded and he died. Wow. No, I never read yeah. that. <clears throat> I mean, they've, they've in the comics had Hulk on a different planet, literally hopping planets because he was so angry. Um, like the, the, the dude is borderline. And look, we have, we've had my, my brother and I've had a joke for years. We did it at like a family dinner. We were like, we asked everybody like, who's the strongest uh, MCU character. And you know, the captain Marvel or Thor, like we were just like, Josh and I was like Hulk. And they'd be like, why Hulk? And Josh would be like, Hulk strongest there is. Hulk strongest yeah. there is. Don't worry about it. Hulk strongest there is. Yeah. And uh, um, so to see MCU Hulk get like his ass kicked fairly often, if you ask me, <laughs> it always is a little off. I'm like, mm, that seems that seems not right, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's MCU Hulk. It's not comic book Hulk. And I have to say that all the time because otherwise then my brain, that, that fucking lizard part of my comic book brain just goes, Nyeh! and then I have to suppress that stupid fucking voice. What so. voice was that? It's not like the comics. No. <laughs> he's, he sucks. He's, he's fucking annoying. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I do like how it was just a big green cloud because they couldn't get away with too much. I've seen, I've seen. Uh, have you ever read um, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? Yes. Yeah. So the way that Deadpool does it in the comics is he uh, he waits for uh, Bruce Banner to come back and then very secretly just cuts off Bruce's head with one swipe, one very quick swipe. And I think that might be the only way you could just kill the Hulk. Well, they've established now in Immortal Hulk, he can't be killed. Even if Banner dies. Oh, that's right. Resurrected. You are correct. Yes, 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 yes. Also, if you want to read one of the best comics that Marvel's been putting out for the past three or four years, read Immortal Hulk. I do need to. I do want to read that. I also That's want to read amazing. that. You, that one, that X Men one you sent me a while back. I still need to read. Yeah, yeah, those are good. But anyway, what, what, Betty? Do you have any final thoughts about this episode of What If? Um, again, I thought the animation could have been a little better, but um, other than that, I still give it a B. It was a good episode. Okay. I'd go as far as to give this episode an A. I really enjoyed it more than the other two. I, I think this one's my favorite so far than the first episode, then last week's episode is how I'm ranking them from my own personal taste. Uh, right. But, yeah, the I, I don't have any complaints about the voice acting this week uh, like I did the first two weeks. Yeah. The animation style I'm enjoying. Uh, I like the darker 
uh, direction and approach. It feels more like a traditional what if comic to me, and that's a good thing for me. Uh, it may not be for everybody, you know. I'm interested to see what you, the listener, or you, the YouTube viewer, thought about this week's episode. Leave a comment down below. And uh, yeah, but what do you think, Greg, about this episode? Uh, a minus. I thought there was uh, a few moments of some bad acting, but nothing substantial. I think um, uh, Jeremy Rayner, not the best voice actor. Mark Ruffalo, very stiff. But other than that, it was solid. Like from the leads, it was really fucking good. Um, yeah. Like it was, it was all like side characters that I was like, ooh. Uh, but that's the other thing. I don't, I, I really, really, really think that this show would benefit from, uh, trained voice actors who are you know, who sound similar to the movie counterpart and don't even have to be that like it's a different universe go fucking ape shit with it like um and i actually agree with betty i think that's been my biggest issue with the animation and all of the episodes is it is it feels like by limiting limiting the artist to go kind of where they could go um it, it it just it its art style is fine. I'm not against it, but I wish that it could be more flamboyant, if that makes sense. More art like artistic design. Each episode different. I think that would make it so much better for me. But yeah, I, I get that. I wish they had done that too. But you know, it is keeping it all in the same production house. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% what they're doing. They're they're cuz I know I know that they're going to tie everything together into the bigger MCU picture or some shit like that for the end of the show. So, we'll see, but so yeah, that's uh that's that's what if for you. I think uh you know, if 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 you're if you're watching the show, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinion on it. Um what I what I'm really enjoying about the show overall is our our differing opinions on each episode is pretty drastically changed. I think I've given every episode an A, but you know, like A plus versus A minus, yada yada, whatever. But uh, I'm very excited for next week. Like I, I keep enjoying the shit of the show. So, um, but yeah. So uh, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is the animated. So people are calling it an anime, but uh, uh, the uh, the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, which is a prequel to the show. Uh, and it's the story. It's basically the origin story of a character that we're going to meet in season two of The Witcher. Did you watch the show, Betty? The series. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so yeah, the movie takes place in God knows how many years prior to the show. I, I genuinely don't know. Probably a couple hundred. But uh, it's uh, the story of Vesemir. And Vesemir, like I said, we'll see him in season two. He is uh, Geralt's trainer, which you kind of see at the end of this movie. Um, and uh, uh, it kind of gives, a, I guess, a history as to why there aren't very many witchers when in, in uh, the main series. And I, yeah, because they used to be a lot more plentiful, and you see why they're not plentiful now. Yeah, uh, I was also going to say that, like, I you can't use the books or the or the or the games because they're actually different stories uh, that that use the same stuff. So. I think that's but kind of interesting. They're very similar, though, in their regards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, because the, the first thing I said to my dad, knowing the games, was, "Oh, this is this is Vesemir, uh, fucking uh, Geralt's uh, trainer slash mentor, father fucking, figure." Fucking love Vesemir. Yeah, same here. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see if they they keep his characteristics the way that I know them, like they like they kind of did for this. You know, yeah. him being. Uh... But. Um... I, I personally really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a little slow at times, but them's the breaks. Now, Betty, you said early on before we started recording that it didn't land for you. What What are your more expanded thoughts on this? I don't know if I really have any more expanded thoughts. It's just like the story itself I couldn't get into. Um I didn't have a proper understanding of what was going on. It just felt a little disconjointed. And I, you know, again, between zoning out and coming back in, I was just left a little confused. A lot of that's on me. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I do agree that, uh, I don't feel like it was disjointed, but I definitely agree that it was, it was so slow at parts that if like it, it could easily lose attention spans. Oh, it did. And I think that's its biggest downside. Um, I think also definitely absolutely caters to people who have the prior knowledge. Yes. Yes. If you don't have prior knowledge of who Vesemir is, um, I think it really um, works against it. You know what I've been really cool with this? Is if it it started off with the the with um uh the live action Geralt and he's sitting next to a tree talking to Vesemir and Vesemir then leads into his history and then it goes into the animation. See, that would have made a big difference. That's a really good idea, and I think that could probably work in its favor if they had done that, but also, maybe a fucking thing on screen that tells us when we're looking at the past Vesemir versus the present Vesemir, for fuck's sake. I got confused about that like three different times. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, we're in the past again. Jesus. <laughs> but I, I really... Uh, I really overall, it, I didn't exhort... Maya? <laughs> so... You didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy it. It weren't my thing. I I, I really I, I loved it. Uh, I've watched it twice now. <laughs> oh wow! I thought yeah. the animation was fucking top notch. Like oh, like, the animation's oh. stellar and gruesome, and I loved it. And that's in tone with The Witcher. Oh yeah, the animation the was games. fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's in tone with The Witcher novels and the games, and they've just started a Witcher comic and. You know, it's just as gritty and visceral. And is the comic gory. based on uh, the show or the games or something, or is it its own thing? It's its own thing. It's following Geralt. It's its own thing. Gotcha. Uh, there's a it's a mini series that they're doing right now. I actually have uh, the first issue, and I've got a, a, a lithograph of the first issue, the cover, uh, limited edition number twenty of three hundred, hanging on my wall in a frame. It's wow. pretty nice. I'm a Witcher fan. I got to get these books. I need to read the books because I've played the games. Uh, the games are fucking awesome, but they're their own continuity. 
Yeah. Uh, and the books which is what I, their own continuity. Which is what I told my dad. I was like, the craziest thing about The Witcher right now is that the books are its own thing, the games are its own thing, and now the show's its own thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, really? So it's three different like stories? I was like, but they're all about Geralt. <laughs> they're all about him, but it's it's three different continuities. That's wild that the comic does the same thing. I'm like, that's four different fucking medias, mediums for one fucking story. That's crazy. But I guess it works. I mean, it's it's definitely like, you know, if there's somebody out there who's a comic book reader and that's kind of all the the, the that they absorb, like they still get to experience The Witcher, which is awesome. So. I really enjoyed, though, getting to see into Vesemir's past uh, because in the games, his past is alluded to. In the books, his, really... past is, his past is also alluded to in the books, but never talked about. Yeah, at this you actually get to see a young Vesemir uh, prior to becoming a Witcher. You see a young Vesemir undergoing some of his Witcher training, some of the trials of the grasses. Yeah. Um, you actually see him as a young Witcher, which come to find out he's 70 fucking years old and he looks like he's in his mid 30s. You know? Uh, yeah. Like Geralt, uh, I don't know what his actual age is according to the books, but I thought in the games they sure. say like a few hundred years in the games, right? I think in the games he's a couple hundred years old. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I remember seeing yeah, that witchers, the witchers, games. and mages, uh, and witches all age incredibly slowly. So they could be a hundred years old and look like they're in their twenties uh, or thirties, uh, you know, depending. Right. But that's part of the mutations that they undergo, and it's fascinating to see uh, some of the mutations that took place. You know, obviously we didn't see everything. No, but I really enjoyed seeing uh, some of the training undergoing at the at Caramoran and seeing uh because of his brash cavalier attitude um that daglin uh who was vesemir's mentor like look you need to tone it down i'm gonna have you train these boys here you know and he's actually training Geralt and uh lambert and eskel which are basically the last three witchers to come out of the school of the wolf. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, you see why they're the last witchers to come out of the school. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, Geralt to be like borderland albino in this either. That I was like, okay, <laughs> interesting. Well, I mean, he is kind of albino. I mean, he's, yeah, but I thought that was part of the mutation. I didn't think no, that no. was in lieu of... Uh, I didn't think that was his, like, just regular genetics. That might actually... Actually, now that I think about it, that might be in lieu of the mutation because he is... He is uh, mutated by the time we see him in this, so... Yeah. They've already undertaken part of their tra- the trials of the grasses and which that it's, shit was dark, by the way. Good lord. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of, by the way? Sorry to interrupt you again. I was going to say the Jedi. No. No? Uh, It reminds me of the uh, the Spartans in Halo. I've never played any Halo. Uh, This is specifically from the book. Very specifically from the book. So um, in the very first book, you kind of learn how the Spartans were created. And it's... um, I can't remember her name, but she she came up with the Spartan One program, which was basically trying to alt- augment uh, current soldiers. It's 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 what Cortana's body model is based after is the scientist oh, who okay. started this program. Okay. Um, God, I fuck, I love Halo, so I know way too much about it. Um, but uh, what she did was because she tried it on regular soldiers, it didn't work, so there are no Spartan Ones. Then Spartan Twos were basically she she monitored kids around the 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 um the galaxy that they reside in which is earth obviously it's milky way and um she went to different planets and again monitored kids that exhibited uh uh behavior or or abilities that were extraordinary and um very specifically the guy who's master chief in the series john he um he was like on a hill playing king of the hill and just like throwing kids off of him like he was insane with it and so what she did in this program was kidnap a bunch of fucking kids and then replace their bodies with clones that would deteriorate over a short period of time. So that way the parents, you know, didn't lose their kids, but the, the program itself, when these kids, these kidnapped kids are taken to these camps, um, they are put through some fucking hellacious training before they even get the augmentations. And that scene in the swamp very much reminded me of a, of a spot in the, in the first book that is very similar to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not as graphic or as like as many Spartan kids died, but a few did die. Quite a few died. I think at the end of the Spartan 2 program, like 18 kids out of like 60 survived. Yeah, that's something about uh, Witcher training. Uh, when they undergo the trials, like thirty percent survive, so like only three survive out of every ten. Wow! For whatever Jesus. reason, yeah. And those aren't great. You know, yeah, they're not. They're not. And a lot of the kids don't know about that apparently before they start undergoing the trials. And most of them, they're all unwanted kids. They're either you know, kids that were abandoned by their parents, their parents sent them because they didn't want them for whatever reason, or they were kids that were uh, taken into possession because of the law of surprise, uh, which, you know, which you can use to, uh, in lieu of not being paid any coin, they claim the firstborn. Right. Uh, which is how Siri comes into play. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the basic plot of this, you know, you see Vesemir as a young servant boy. Uh, his father is basically in the service of nobles. Um, and they're trying to save a woman at the beginning who's been possessed. Uh, the Witcher Deglin shows up and Vesemir wants to watch and helps him... Uh, extract the mar that was in the woman's body uh he gives vesemir a share of his payment and kind of like says hey 
you can always come with me. Which, after a day or two, Vesemir decides, yeah, I am going to go and I'm going to learn to be a witcher. And, you know, because he tells his best friend who was obviously in love with him and he with her, uh, Ileana, that shows scenes of them as young children, probably around 12, 13, 14 years of age, uh, that he wants a life filled of adventure. You know, and she tells him, Oh, I just want a nice, quiet life by, with a house by the lake. And uh, their paths cross, you know, again, many years <laughs> later, when it's revealed that she is Lady Zerbst, um, and she's like 70 years old. Uh, and she, he tragically, uh, she tragically dies, you know, in this. Uh, but you can see that the love for each for they have for each other is still there. And at the end, as she dies, he takes her to the same lake where they talked about their dreams so many years ago. And she passes peacefully. Uh, and in the process of that, you see this. There's an angry witch. Uh, she has uh, problems with the witchers specifically. She blames the witchers for the death of her mother. Um, you know, there's a plot showing that the witchers are responsible for manufacturing and creating monsters. Uh, so it's a cycle because they are the ones that are paid to eliminate monsters. And Deglin's like, hey, it's a way to keep us in business. You know, we need monsters to kill to support our lifestyles. So, uh, you know, witchers have a bad name, bad reputation because of this when it's discovered uh, and there's a war of mages against witchers, you know, in this, the kingdom of Cadwin uh, attacking the school of the wolf uh, the witchers at Kaer Morhen and you see they're pretty much eradicated at the end of everything, so we go from having dozens of witchers at each school to now there's at the end of this, there's Vesemir and Geralt, Lambert, Eskel, and Cohen. They're the last ones. <clears throat> uh, so it's, uh, it was, I thought it was fascinating to see, you know, into the backstory. I, I, if you're a fan of the Witcher series, uh, I definitely recommend it. But I do agree that it could have been structured a little better with maybe an introduction of Geralt and Vesemir speaking in the beginning and Vesemir going into his past uh, telling it from that aspect I think would have worked better because you know unfortunately if you don't have prior knowledge or if you're more of a casual viewer you are going to struggle with keeping up and be wondering well who is this who is this character yeah I think that I think uh, once season two comes out and you know who Vesemir is and you kind of you know, get all that you're the, the animated movie will be a lot better. Um, just be a lot better in general because you'll have that context. But also, the Leshen uh, that he fought in the beginning looks very different from the Leshens in the game. Uh, when the Griffin he fought at the very end, uh, that he like fucking plowed his entire body through its chest, um, looks different than the Griffin in the game, too. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, so did the basilisk. So that was oh, yeah. that was kind of weird, uh, and it could be because of these. Maybe they were because of Witcher mutations. Uh, these manufactured creatures, why they look different than what we see in the games, maybe is the theory also, that I have. Also, <clears throat> different different continuity. So I think that might have something that to too. Do. That too. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I recommend it to anybody who's a fan of The Witcher. I would give this an A for sure. Uh, the animation is stellar. The voice acting is great. Uh, always loved Graham McTavish. Uh, he's the one that voiced Deglin. Deglin. Uh, Theo James did the voice of Vesemir. Uh, but yeah, uh, Studio Mir was the production company that did the animation. Uh it really, really loved it all the way around. It was a lot of fun. What about you guys? Betty? Um, again, it did not grab me, and I, I will give it a C. And that's about all I can say about it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a B. Um, because I think that uh it definitely requires prior knowledge. Um, at least that's how it's structured. I think that it needed to make it very fucking clear when it was taking a place, who the main character was. Um, I felt like that took a hot minute. Um, and because uh, at, at first it just feels like, oh, this is just like a side Witcher story. Like the fuck are we watching here? Like, does this matter? But it very does clearly matter based on prior knowledge. So that's, that's a problem. Um, like the thing that's not killing it entirely for me is the animation and voice acting. I think that that was fucking outstanding. Um, that's what I'd watch it again for, honestly. But the way that it's structured is is very poorly done. Um, because again, I think that I think that the writers for the show wanted to tell the backstory of Vesemir, um, but did not take into consideration. Uh, the way that it was structured they just kind of were like rolling with it so again like i said if it if it started off with the live action Geralt and and vesemir kind of talking about something and then dove right into this animation that would have been awesome um and also if it had like something on screen that told us when it took place also i get that you're trying to be trying to make it more of like a dark storytelling but for fuck's sake can you move the dialogue sections on a little bit quicker because I swear to God, like I watched my dad fall asleep through the conversation between the elf and Vesemir numerous times. Like that shit was so, oh, <laughs> so that's, that's my only complaint, but, but it's, it's entertaining enough to where I don't think it's unwatchable by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, I gave it a B for fuck's sake. Um, and honestly, like if you're just watching it for that final animation, the final fight, um, I mean, I'd argue that the fight with uh, the witch and uh, Vesemir against that one, like, large basilisk. Basilisk, yeah. Basilisk um, is also very good. But, yeah, I just think narratively it, it was it was just kind of meh. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's... And that's putting it to the aspect of how, again, how the episode, how it was structured, the idea behind the story of of telling the the downfall of the Witchers to an extent, and why Vesemir and Geralt and like a couple other are the last Witchers. Like, I think that's awesome. 
Um, it just felt like when you have a character that's kind of half whispering and talking very slow like this, you're going to lose people. Like, I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. Like, he, he, he was boring. He was straight up boring. Uh, another scene that's very boring in this is when the uh, the the mage is I think it was a mage it might have been another witcher is talking to young Vesemir in that like lab underneath uh, more Calder or whatever the fuck Care Morin Care yeah, that, that was the the mage the mages that work with the witchers to that, actually mutate them. That scene was also very boring. Like my my brain was just like, stay focused, Greg, stay focused. Uh, it's fighting because it's just it's just poorly structured in that regard. So, but again, animation, voice acting, general idea for the story, very well done. So B gets a B. All right. So, uh, but yeah, that that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Um, uh, are we are we watching Freaky next week? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I don't have a problem with it if you want to. Yeah, I want to watch you it, know. and this is going to force me to watch it, so I'm down. Well, Betty's already seen it, so. I'm up for it. <clears throat> okay. We're gonna add, so so next week, everybody, we're going to watch the movie Freaky starring Vince Vaughn. Um, it came out in theaters in 2000, yeah, 2020, but it just recently came to uh, HBO Max, so we're going to review it from there. Um, also, obviously, episode four of What If? Don't know what it's about. The leaked like idea is that it's supposed to be about Doctor Strange, so we'll see. But um, again, very excited. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias because uh, that's where you know you can interact with us. Tell us what you thought of uh, Nightmare of the Wolf or Episode Three of What If. Um, let us know what you thought. Uh, obviously, we all have different opinions on this show, which is fucking fantastic because I think it leads to better conversations. But that's besides the point. But let us know what you thought. Um, also, check out our Teespring store. We, uh, we're we still selling stuff over there. Uh, Maya, do we have a, uh, a discount? Yeah, yeah. Use the code. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> Use the code A-Q-U-T-E-N, uh, all queued up 10, for 10% off of your total order. There you go. Fucking... And in fact, uh, just got some pictures this week of people wearing new all queued up gear, and I'll be posting those on social media this week. Hell Sweet. fucking yeah. Also, everybody, uh, you know, uh, fall is, is just around the corner, and I know that, that uh, Teespring through our uh, shop definitely has some uh, some colder weather gear. So Yeah, we have hoodies. Hoodies? I think, don't we have... Um, like beanies as well? I don't remember. Yeah, I swear to God I saw them. But I might, well, anyway, I know that Teespring has beanies. So if we need to add them to our store, that is a possibility. But yeah, um, so go check I'm out the store. Take a look. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, go give the YouTube channel a subscribe. Uh, I haven't uploaded a review in a hot second because I'm trying to catch up on Doctor Who. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we got other things on there besides the podcast, but also uh, subscribe, a like on the latest video, even leave a comment. Like all of that kind of stuff is free to you and helps out the algorithm. So if you enjoy the podcast, go give, go, go help us out a little bit on the YouTube. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, 
It's a public profile, so if you also were interested in following me on either Twitter or Instagram, the links are there. As for other shows that you can catch me on, I'm on two shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, one is called Figabangin'. Uh, it's a live action figure review show focusing on Transformers. It's myself and some of my friends acting like a bunch of kids, uh, making goofy jokes <laughs> and while still be informing you about a product that you may want to spend money on or not based on the review. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's very niche, uh, but you know, Hey, if that's your cup of tea, then check it out every other Wednesday at 9:30 PM on the realm of collectors, YouTube channel. And then every Friday night at nine on the realm of collectors, YouTube channel, I'm a part of the nerd life syndicate where every week we talk about the latest news and pop culture and, uh, other forms of media entertainment, uh, you know, comics, movies, TV shows, toys, etc. You know, stuff in the collecting community, nerd community, very nerd centric. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, we just uh, recently added a new cast member and it's working out great. And, you know, give that a, give that show, check it out, hop in, participate in the live chat. We always interact with our chat. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Betty? Uh, you can find me at um, on Twitter at Bright Betty, and you can find me on Facebook at um, Betty Better Ogletree. And that is it for me, Greg. Uh, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. You can also find me doing a video game theme podcast with my buddy Anthony, uh, off and on on the Mission Start uh, YouTube channel it's called Mission Start Tubes or Mission Start Podcast on just about every streaming or uh, podcast platform. We're actually going to be doing a podcast here this upcoming weekend, which will be uploaded eventually um, about the uh, Gamescom stuff. So like today, as of recording this uh, Gamescom is going to be happening at 11 PM Pacific time. Um, and they're going to be announcing some new stuff for video games, which we're going to talk about. Um, so if that's your bag, go check that out. Uh, but that's about it, everybody. Um, again, next week, Freaky movie on HBO Max and What If Episode 4. And uh, yeah, should be a good discussion. So, all right, everybody. See you then. Peace, love, and volleyballs. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>